I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to the podcast homily for Third Sunday in Advent, part of the AIC series of podcasts for all the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC's continuing celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is an orchestral and grand piano arrangement of Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, performed by Ricky Theory. The arrangement, used under license, is the musical theme for the companion AIC video series Advent, A Season of Penitence and Preparation. For each of the four Sundays in the penitential season of Advent, I have given each a title reflecting its theme. For the third Sunday in Advent, the title is Rejoice in the Love of God. As I mentioned in the homilies for previous Sundays in Advent, listeners may benefit from the AIC seasonal video series Advent, A Season of Penitence and Preparation, which is presented in two episodes, each link from the digital library page, with the podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. It offers historical background and discussion of the collect epistle and gospel texts in the American 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Those seeking commentary on the gospel reading for Third Sunday in Advent, Matthew 11, verses 2 to 10, should watch episode 2, which includes a quotation from Malachi 3. Today's homily, Rejoice in the Love of God, is offered as an antidote to the very popular and very extensive modern corruption of the word love. In New Testament Greek, or Koine Greek, there are many words which can be translated as love, the most common of which is agape. It is not just any kind of love, but a special kind of unconditional love. In the church, it means the kind of love which exists between God and his creation, and which caused him to send his only begotten Son into human history to save us from our sins. When St. Paul wrote his first epistle to the Corinthians, and when St. John wrote his first epistle, in nearly every case in their other epistles, they each use the same Greek word. When I speak of the love of God, I mean agape, and not any of the other Greek words which mean love. There are several Greek words for love, each of which refers to a limited aspect of love. These words include eros, for sexual love, incorrectly translated as romantic love, but more often limited to aspects of sexual relationships. It is from the Greek eros that we get the word erotic. There is also philia, most commonly translated as brotherly love. The city of Philadelphia derives its name from philia. Another Greek word for love is storge, which means familial love. Another is philanthropia, which refers to the love of fellow man. It is the word from which the concept of philanthropy or charitable giving is derived. Two other Koine Greek words which mean love are philagoria, which means love of money, also called avarice and is one of the origins of the sin of covetousness, which is forbidden in the Tenth Commandment. And finally, there is philotus, which refers to love of self, which in secular language is referred to as narcissism. 
the world is filled with many examples of these other kinds of love. In fact, these examples illustrate the practical application of many of the primary sins identified in the early church and well established in both the Eastern and the Western church by the 8th century. In the world of the 21st century, there is an abundance of sexual love, or more likely just plain lust, and there is plenty of avarice, which is lust applied to money or power or possessions. There seems to be very little of agape. In early Christian thinking, love in the sense of agape is one of the three primary virtues, faith, love, and hope, identified by St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 13. St. Paul said, of these three, love is the greatest. In the King James text and the 28th Book of Common Prayer, the word love is translated as charity. In explaining agape to those in churches St. Paul founded all over the Mediterranean region, he taught in Romans 13.10 that love is the fulfillment of the law, with law meaning the Mosaic Code. If we truly have agape in our hearts, then we will demonstrate in our conduct several of the other words which mean love. We would love one another, which is filia or brotherly love and will want to be charitable towards others who are in need or philanthropia. The words of the Advent wreath ceremony for Third Sunday in Advent remind us that Jesus was, quote, wounded for our transgressions and, quote, bruised for our iniquities, and that he took upon himself, quote, the chastisement that made us whole, and that, quote, with his stripes we are healed. This means that he willingly suffered for our sake and died to redeem us from our sins. His incarnation is evidence of God's love for mankind, agape. St. John tells us in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son. Further explaining in John 3.17 that, quote, God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This, then, is the real meaning of God's love. It does not mean love as a passion for things or objects or self or money or the environment, its birds, its trees, its polar bears, whether endangered or not. It does not mean a lust for objects of a personal nature, nor does it mean physical bodily passion. It means love as a gift of self-sacrificing love the gift of love that righted the wrongs done by disobedient mankind since the fall described in Genesis, and that love which helped set us on the path toward reconciliation between God and his creation. The blessed apostle St. John, author of Revelation and the one who was himself called the beloved disciple, offers insights into love in his first epistle. In many of the NKJV translations of 1 John, the section titles of chapters 2, 3, and 4 are the imperative of love, the outworking of love, knowing God through love, sending God through love, and consummation of love. St. John is crystal clear about where this kind of love comes from. In 1 John 4, 16, he said, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. 
He who does not know love does not know God, for God is love. At the spiritual level of Anglican worship is the understanding that this special blessing of love, agape, comes to us solely by the grace of God the Father, and it must be within us if we are to effectively receive forgiveness in the general confession and afterwards take the cup of salvation in the Holy Eucharist. St. Paul said in Romans 5.3, the love of God, which again is agape, has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Our traditional celebration of Christmas, or the Nativity of our Lord, is intimately tied to our belief that the incarnation of God's Son is a gift of love from God to His creation. It is not a reward for our acts of righteousness or works. It is an expression of God's unqualified love and abundant mercy and divine grace. As St. John reminded us in 1 John 4, verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. Jesus himself told us in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 40, that of all the commandments, loving each other and loving God, again based upon agape, are the greatest. My message in this podcast homily for third Sunday in Advent is that you should rejoice in this gift of the Lord and exhibit your faith every day by opening your heart to the Holy Spirit. By doing so, you will have taken a step toward a return to the unabashed emotional truth of the words of the 11th century Eastern Church St. Simeon that the Holy Spirit is love, which is, quote, the fulfillment of the law, and who goes on to describe the Spirit as the one who, quote, fills, burns, and flames, embraces my heart with a measureless love, teacher of the prophets, offspring of the martyrs, inspiration of the fathers, and master, the perfecting of all the saints. Other AIC resources available in video, podcast, and print media for topics discussed in this podcast homily and not previously mentioned are from the seasonal video series Great O Antiphons, watch our commemoration of each of the final seven days of Advent, modeled on the 12th century Latin hymn O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. These series includes illustrations from the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 15th, 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries. In the 12 Days of Christmas seasonal video series for each of the 12 days from Christmas Day to January 5th, watch the episode for first day of Christmas, December 25th, when the theme word is love. In the Lives of the Saints from the first series, the 1928 BCP Saints, John is the focus of episode 4, Paul of episode 5, Matthew of episode 14. John Climacus, the author of The Closing Prayer, is the focus of episode 15 in the second series. Episodes from all the series are linked from the digital library page. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, read Chapter 3 in the Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated, for more on Jesus' dialogue with Nicodemus. In the Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated, read more about Matthew's citation of Malachi 3 in the reading for Third Sunday in Advent in chapter 11, and more about Jesus' references to the Great Commandment in chapter 22. In occasional services for Anglican worship, you can read more about the reading 
for third Sunday in Advent in the text of the Advent Wreath Ceremony on pages 173 to 176. Finally, in layman's lexicon, read the entries for the Day of the Lord, Incarnation, Judgment, Love slash Loving, Prophet slash Prophecy, and Second Coming. Instead of a closing prayer, I share with you the closing exhortation of St. John Climacus, abbot of the Monastery of St. Catherine in Sinai in the 6th century from his book, The Ladder of Divine Ascent. Following Eastern Church tradition, St. John cites the scriptural cross-references in his texts. Ascend, my brothers, ascend eagerly. Let your hearts resolve to climb. Listen to the voice of the one who says, Come, let us go into the mountain of the Lord, to the house of our God. Isaiah 2, verse 3. Who makes our feet to be like the feet of the deer, who sets us on the high places that we may be triumphant on his road. Habakkuk 3.19 Run, I beg you, run with him who said, Let us hurry until we arrive at the unity of faith and the knowledge of God, at mature manhood, at the measure and the stature of Christ's fullness. Ephesians 4.13 Baptized in the thirtieth year of his earthly age, Christ attained to the thirtieth step on the spiritual ladder, for God indeed is love, and to him be praise, dominion, and power. In him is the cause, past, present, and future of all that is good forever and ever. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.